Hey guys, welcome to Chicago Serial Killers, where we talk about, you guessed it, Chicago Serial Killers. We're your host, Michaela. And Itzel. Just your typical 14-year-old to love serial killers. Normal, right? Okay, as we all know, no place is perfect, and that definitely does not exclude the Windy City. No hate on Chicago, because it's literally the best city in the world, but that's something to discuss later. What we are trying to grab at is its unpleasant history of serial killers. Like John Wayne Gacy, also known as the Killer Clown. Yeah, pretty creepy. We know. It's like it minus the really big smile and sharp teeth. John roamed parades and even children's parties luring in his victims where he then stored them in a crawl space and dumped their bodies into the Des Plaines River. He killed 33 boys and young men throughout his time in the 70s. Later, he was finally put on death row where he was killed by lethal injection. Okay, this next guy is very handsome, but that isn't the point. Look him up when you get the chance though. Anyways, back to the regular programming. William Hirons was given the nickname The Lipstick Killer due to a message he wrote on one victim's mirror in lipstick. The message said, For heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. It's pretty sad that he was basically begging someone to catch him because he couldn't stop. I'm not defending a killer, but it's still sad. Okay, anyways, he killed three people, two of which were killed in their home, and one six-year-old girl who he abducted from her bedroom. She was later found dead in the sewer drain. Once he was caught, he denied his killings and denied that he was a lipstick killer. Which is a little weird considering he asked the police for them to catch him, but that's beside the point. William spent 65 years in prison before his death in 2012. Alright, this one's pretty gross. This one consists of four young men who are in a satanic cult, as some people would say. They were called the Ripper Crew. Yeah, not the most pleasant name, but it's not like the others were very pleasant either. Members included Robin Getchett, Edward Spritzer, and Andrew and Thomas Cockerellis. They murdered six women and were accused of abducting more than 18. This is where it gets disturbing. Getchett, who was considered the leader, would stand over his victims and would read from the Satanic Bible. And if that isn't terrifying enough, While Gatchet did this, the other members would either rape or murder the victims. Like, what? And when they were done, they would cut off the victim's breasts and eat them. Someone grab a chair and make it electric, please. Well, the judge actually agreed with this, and two were given the death penalty, while the other two were sentenced to life in prison. You won't believe this, but one of them was actually let out of prison because of his good behavior and now lives in an apartment complex. I just don't seem this sure about this decision. Today we are actually sponsored by Clorox Wipes. As we all should be doing, we need a clean, and Clorox Wipes will do just that. They kill 99.9% germs. You don't want the Rona running around your house, so buy Clorox Wipes. Or if you need to clean up someone's blood because you killed someone, I'm just kidding. Please do not kill people. Unless you're from Chicago and you want to be mentioned in our podcast. No, do not kill people. I was just kidding. Please don't kill people. Jesus, this took a turn. Okay, anyways, go to www.clorexwipes.com and buy some Clorex wipes. Use promo code 
We killed together 20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Oh my god, who came up with the promo code? Not me. Now this one doesn't have a cool name, sadly, but he is considered America's first serial killer. H.H. Holmes was born in New Hampshire with the name Herman Webster Mudgett. Personally, I like his new name better. Herman just isn't cool. No offense to any of the Hermans listening, I just think your name is lame. Okay, anyways, Holmes was interested in skeletons and death from an early age, which is probably what led to his pursuit in the medical field. He graduated high school at 16 and then changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. He was accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. Later, it was found that he used to steal bodies and burn them, or disfigure them, then plant them somewhere to make it look like the killings were accidents. He would then take out insurance policies on the people and collect the money once the bodies were found. I'm a little confused on why the medical school wasn't like, oh, we had those bodies a couple days ago. But it was the 1800s, so not much was overlooked. At least, that's what I think. I never lived in the 1800. Obviously, I would be dead. After passing his medical exams, he moved to Chicago and got a job at a pharmacy where he went by Dr. Henry H. Holmes. He became the owner of this pharmacy after the original owner went missing, meaning he probably killed him. After becoming the owner, he started building what would soon be his murder castle. He didn't have a cone, but at least his castle did. While building the castle, Holmes hired and fired a lot of people working on the project so no one knew what he was doing. Clever, clever man. After finishing, he put advertisements around the city that advertised the castle as a hotel. Once he started to get recognition for his castle, he had his guests, employees, fiancés, and wives all have life insurance, and magically, many of them disappeared throughout the hotel's time. In 1893, Chicago hosted that year's World Fair. Holmes took advantage of this and seduced the young woman into staying at the castle where they usually would go missing. If you hadn't guessed it already, they didn't in fact go missing. He killed them. The castle had different torture devices and the chambers where he killed his victims. The rooms were soundproof rooms, secret passages, and disorientating mazes of hallways and staircases. He would usually cremate the bodies, dip them into trenches of acid, or donate their skeletons to medical schools. Again, what is with these medical schools not noticing the creepy stuff? Were they not a little worried that this man had human skeletons laying around for him to donate? After the fair, Chicago economy was going down and he was being convicted of insurance scams, so he abandoned the castle. The murder castle was gutted by a fire after witnesses reportedly saw two men entering the building late one night. Holmes continued to travel the states and even Canada, where he committed multiple insurance frauds and more killings. Eventually, after much investigation, Holmes was finally caught for all his wrongdoings and was executed by hanging. Holmes claimed to have killed more than 200 people in his murder castle. Surprisingly enough, you can go visit his murder castle. Well, not the original because it burned down, but the city rebuilt it. To my fellow Chicagoans, you probably passed by the hotel many times. It's the Congress Hotel right on Michigan Avenue. We are actually planning to go to the hotel and explore it, so we'll definitely tell you guys about our experience. You know, after this corona thing is over. And that's a wrap! As you can see, Chicago does have a pretty creepy past. From the scares of clown to the lamest of names, Chicago is a superior city, period. 
Thank you so much for listening to Chicago Serial Killers. We had so much fun producing it, and we hope you had a fun time listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Chicago Serial Killers. If you like this episode, please don't forget to give us a five-star rating. Also, stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue talking about the creepy past of Chicago and its serial killers. We're your host, Michaela. And it's so. And peace out.